there's this massive requirement for us to trust that inner calling and really be an empowered rebel and follow our own truth to create what we were put on this planet to create and live these lives that are so uniquely ours. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Jess. I'm so pumped to have this conversation with you. You've made such an impact in my life and we've become such great friends that I know there's so much juiciness to share. So I'm excited to dive in. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this is a long time coming because we've known each other since 2014. I know. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, oh, you finally got me locked in to, to do something. Because <laughs> I don't think any, no one knows our relationship in terms of I'm like the one who just kind of floats around and does life. And you're like, here, we have plans. We're going to dinner at this time. You need to be dressed. And I'm like, la, la, la. <laughs> so no, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, there's a lot of times that I'm like, I'm going to do the podcast interviews. I'm going to, and then it never happens. So you have some amazing follow through. Well, we're going to discuss that today. We'll share some insights <laughs> into our friendship because it's definitely been a learning for me and it's you've helped me grow in a million different ways. So I definitely want to cover all of that. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation today is because I feel like you do life so differently and you do business so differently than anyone I've ever met. And it's really inspired me in many ways. And I know that for those people who don't necessarily want the schedule and want the plan and have to stick to the book, mm -hmm. this conversation is going to be so freeing for them. And yes. I actually consider you to be like the queen of freedom. So I know for a lot of people who are craving that, this is the episode for them. Yes. I love that. Queen of freedom. I accept. So take us back. I know that that wasn't necessarily, maybe it was, I don't know. Tell us, how did all of this come to be? Where did you start in your journey to who you are today and the work that you do in the world? Yeah. It's so interesting because it's it's something with what we're in this constant evolution too. I think a lot of times like when we hop on and we listen to podcasts or we listen to someone speak, it's like they have this perfect little story where they're like, I did this and then I became this. I went through this struggle and here's how I overcame and now I am the master of X, Y, and Z. And I think life is so much bigger than that that it can be difficult to put it into this, these, these tiny little stories. But more than anything, I grew up middle of nowhere, complete freedom, Eastern Colorado, farming, ranching community, like closest town was 40 miles away type of thing. And so I just grew up with a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom to be who I wanted to be. My parents were very open around like, you can do anything. We support you. And I was very driven from a young age, even though I was in this tiny, tiny school of like 120 people preschool through 12th grade. And so I just, curiously enough, you'd think that would have blocked me in, but instead it made me just feel like it was okay to just be whoever it was that I really am. And I always felt like a weirdo and a rebel and an outsider. And as I grew up and went to school and I just never felt like a traditional job made sense to me. Like I knew I could do it. I knew I could master it. But anytime that I would work for someone else, I just had this feeling of like, I can be doing this better. <laughs> I should run the company, not be working for you in the company. And that just kept happening. But I mean, it's difficult when you're 20, early 20s, mid, like 
you're like, but what do I actually have the trust? Do I know that I can actually do this? And it just hit this point somewhere around 27, 28, where it was like, I made $7,000, I think it was in 2013 total. I was like waiting tables, cleaning houses, doing every odds and inside job. I got my uh, yoga teacher training at that point. I was a personal trainer. I was just like trying to glue things together. And I had been so successful and such an overachiever when I was younger, like valedictorian of everything, full ride, all the, all the stuff. And to be at this point where it's like, I'm literally scrubbing people's toilets now. Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And just was this moment of like, well, if trying to do the right thing isn't working, then maybe I should just go all in on what I actually want to do. And what I really was passionate about was mindset and manifestation. And I was obsessed with like Mike Dooley from, he was in The Secret and this thoughts become things idea. And so I was like, what if I just go all in on this and just teach people to feel good and follow their heart and trust that pull from within. And it, it was a journey and it came from hitting my own rock bottom of feeling like nothing was working for me. So why not try the thing I actually want to be doing? And the crazy thing was that was beginning of 2014. And by May of that year, I'd had my first $10,000 a month in my business. And I didn't have a business background. I didn't have like a big following. I wasn't even on Instagram. That wasn't even really a thing at that point. Like, And that business grew and grew and has never dropped since then. And so it's incredible what's possible if we will be so bold to actually listen to that pull from within and trust it. And there's this massive requirement for us to trust that inner calling and really be an empowered rebel and follow our own truth to create what we were put on this planet to create and live these lives that are so uniquely ours. Mm, thank you for describing that. And I'm curious to know, how did you even know who Mike Dooley was and the secret? Was it something that you grew up knowing in terms of manifestation and mindset? Was it something you were taught? I definitely grew up with a mom who thought outside of the box. My family, farming, ranching community, like, Working the working on fence, that sort of thing, like good manual labor type of work. But my mom was very into the idea that there were other ways to do things. She was definitely rebellious, an artist, a creative. And so I grew up like listening to books on tape because we lived in the middle of nowhere and would have to drive so far to everywhere. And it would be things like Conversations with God and The Four Agreements by like Don Miguel Ruiz. And it was so much of these like classic teachers that we had. And so I think that always just lived under the surface for me, even though I was this high achiever background in science, like all of that, I still had this love of the spiritual side. And I think it's just when the secret became huge and was everywhere and is on Oprah. And it's like, that pulled me in a bit. And I wanted to learn more about that. And Mike Dooley was one of the key teachers on there. And so I'm not even sure how it all played out. I just remember that time period where it was like, that started to become big. And then there was people like Chris Carr doing her amazing brand and like Gabby Bernstein and Marie Forleo. And it was that time where I think so many of us were like, I want to be one of them. They were like the celebrities of the what early 2000s to us, like spiritual wannabe thought leader types. And, but I never, I was like, but I, how do you make money being this? How do you make, how do you make a living talking or helping people? And I think that that's what pulled me into it was I just 
that and the like Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week, I was like, there has to be some way that I can help people have freedom. This life can't be all about work, 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 and barely see the people you love. There has to be an alternative way to do this. And the other thing is, is that my background when I, in college is in anthropology, in archaeology and cultural anthropology and all of this. And to me, it's the study, study of cultures, but it's also the study of societal norms throughout history. And so I've always been very passionate about finding what other cultures find considered to be normal. And then being able to see, be like, well, look, we think this is the only way to do it, but there's literally a culture that is on the planet right now that believes the complete opposite. And that also works for them. And so it gave me the freedom to be able to break paradigms and rules of what people said I had to do with that background. So I just think all those pieces built a creative rebel of sorts who wanted to do it in her own way. And, but I still, there's so many times I still don't understand how I had the gumption to actually do it. But at the end of the day, what was the other choice? Right. Yeah. And I still resonate with that because, you know, your story was waiting tables, cleaning houses, mine was Starbucks and recognizing like, this is not meant to be my path. There must be something else. And I really want to break that down for people because sometimes it is just an inner knowing of like, this doesn't feel good. This is not what's right for me. I don't necessarily have all the step-by-step processes for the next thing, but I know something's calling for me and calling me. And like you said, then you channel the courage to actually take the first step. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so I'm curious to know for you, you know, that we met in a program that very much was step-by-step process. This is how you build Mm -hmm. a coaching business. And so as somebody who is a rebel and likes freedom, why was that the, like one of the first steps for you? Why did that call you and how did it help you if it did? Um, not necessarily the specifics, but I'm curious to know from a rebel perspective, how did a step-by-step process help you and did it? And then how did you take that and make it your own? I think the mentors, the, the coaching, the programs that I was really drawn to in the beginning were those that really highlighted the lifestyle. You know, I was this like no town, middle of nowhere country girl who always loved fashion, who always loved beautiful things, who always loved art and 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 luxury, even though it's not something that I grew up, you know, being immersed in. I remember just like loving to to read about and study like the stories of like Coco Chanel. And I still love what the book I'm reading right now is is called Seductress. And it's like women throughout history who like ravaged the world. And it's these strong, powerful women who had things on their terms. And so I think when I started looking for mentors and programs to help guide me in the beginning of starting a business, it was less about having someone show me the hows because I did some of the very traditional like business programs early, early on. And I never made it past like module two or three. And I think some of it was I was too scared to do the things that I was supposed to do that would put me out in front of people. But some of it was there was something within me that was just was like, this is not my path. This is too structured. This is too cookie cutter step by step. And my personality doesn't work that way. And so the the program that we ended up being in together, I think what really drew me to it was not that it was going to give me a step-by-step process to build the business. It was the feeling of it. It was the luxury. It was the idea. I was drawn so much to the idea of like getting to travel the world with other women and have these luxury experiences and galas. And like, I just loved the idea of like old Hollywood glam and like the Kennedy family and that like very 
old, rich Phil. And something about that program made me feel like it would help me step into that. And the thing that one of the things I got from it so strongly was my own sense of self back because I'd been so lost at at sea, so much like the ship who didn't have their cell up and was just like bouncing around. And what was really nice about putting myself into a space with a mentor and with a whole bunch of other women is it reminded me that I'm a leader. And it reminded me that I still had that inner confidence enough that when someone said something that didn't resonate, I didn't need to mold to that. I could very easily be like, no, not for me. And then move forward. And I remember, if you remember this, but there was this time that I came up on stage and I was asking a question and the the coach that we were working with at that point was like, I don't know why you even asked me these questions. You're just going to go do whatever you want to anyways. And I was like, that was exactly the coaching I needed in that moment because you're right. Okay, cool. Thank you. I got exactly what I needed from this. Me, trust myself. I got this. So that was really, I think the path of so much of that was bringing me back to me and not getting caught up and lost in what everyone else was doing. So good. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you bring this up because of course, you know, those of us who are course creators or program creators, we tell people what's in the program or many of us do, but that's not always the thing that's going to get people in or get them to feel excited about what it is that you're doing. There needs to be some sort of feeling there and some sort of emotion around it for many of us, at least in order to feel like that's the right thing for us. And even when we're in the program, there might be something that we, we take on board that works and there might be things that we, you know, let go. It doesn't have to be like an all or nothing sort of scenario. Yeah. And it's honestly a great example of I've completely shifted and pivoted my business recently in terms of what my programs and sales pages and everything look like. Because in the past, they were those really big sales pages and here's everything that's included. And at this point, a lot of times I'm creating like a 90 second video that doesn't even really tell what it, it's more feeling because I notice that I love to work with people who, who purchase in the same way that I do, which is you're looking for an experience more than what's the three things that you're going to show me and how is it going to help me do X, Y, and Z. And there's nothing wrong with either side. It's just, it's a different personality. It's a different energetic type. And I think it's really learning how do you work noticing what you're drawn to, trusting that and not needing to have the perfect system or whatever in order to justify the investment, justify trusting yourself. And when you first started to focus on making more money, you said you went from $7,000. The next year you started making five-figure months. What were the shifts that you made mindset-wise or even how you were showing up energetically that allowed that to happen? I just prior had not even known that such a thing as the coaching industry existed, really, that there was such a thing as mindset work, that you could have a wealth mindset or a lack mindset. Like none of that had really even crossed my mind much prior. And so when I really hit my version of the rock bottom, where it was like, I'm not making any money. This is not going well. Like I was like, that was the year I got married to Luke, my amazing husband. And we've been together now 15 years, but like, I we had this amazing relationship, but he was working at this job that I never would see him. And he'd come home. I'd be so excited because I'd been home all day and I wanted to tell him about anything. I just want to talk. And he was exhausted from the commute. And so it's like, I was in this life that I knew was a shadow of what I was supposed to be living. And so I was just so, I remember this moment and it's towards the beginning of my book where I talk about like I'd hit my rock bottom moment and I was like ugly crying on an ugly hand-me-down couch and just was like, I need 
help. I need help. And I got onto Facebook looking as we do, scrolling for like something, please inspire me and came across someone that I had met at a Mike Dooley event. And she was doing this card reading and like whatever it said, I don't even remember. And I wish I did, but it just gave me that moment where it reminded me that I wasn't alone. And it made me feel like I was connected to something bigger and reconnecting to that feeling of source and soul and something bigger. And it is all adding up and it's not broken. And I've got this, even though I had no evidence of that in that moment, got me up off the floor and out of that space of, of feeling like it all was for nothing. And I became obsessed. I became in that moment, a woman on the rise, even though no one could see it. Because in that moment, my energy shifted from downward. I don't know. It's not working to no, I got this and I'm strong enough to figure this out. And I just became obsessed with making my mind one of wealth. I remember I read Science of Getting Rich, Wallace Waddle's Science of Getting Rich, like back to back, like at least six times beginning of 2014. And just realizing all the ways that I was just embodying broke, embodying not enough and all of that fear. And I became really masterful at holding the energy and the frequency of wealth and knowing and feeling free around money, even though I didn't have money. And so that was one of the first things that I ended up teaching was like how to feel financially free, even when there's nothing there to support it. And the more that I did that, it just created a very neutral, it, it neutralized my energy. It took me from the continual fear and worry and lack and second guessing and put me in a space where I could then have a clean foundation to build on. And for anyone listening who's curious about that process, can you give us a little snippet of what it was that you did to feel wealthy even before there was money in the bank? I think that our imagination and our curiosity are some of our greatest tools. And what we don't realize is we're always in alignment for something. We're in alignment for something, whether we're being intentional about it or not. And when I say alignment, it's when I, I believe that your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your actions are all pointing towards a specific outcome. And so alignment is kind of this hot word that you'll see a lot of times online, especially in like the coaching industry. And like, oh, are you in alignment? Well, you're always in alignment. But what are you in alignment with? And if your thoughts, feelings, emotions, energy, and actions are in alignment with someone who doesn't have money, then you tend to just recreate and loop that situation on repeat. You are in this space of the predictable realm. And I believe that there's also these realms of magic and miracles, but you can only play in those realms if you will stop exclusively living in the predictable realm. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to align yourself to something different. And it doesn't mean faking it. It doesn't mean being a liar or manipulating or anything like that. It's okay. Well, if I were rich, if I were wealthy, how would I actually feel in this moment? What are the, cause so often we are just carrying around this fear of not enough all the time, even when there's no reason. Like I get it. If this unexpected bill comes or you're worried, you're not gonna be able to pay the thing this month, but we spend 29 days of the month worrying about the payment that's coming at the end of the month. You had so many days that you could have felt rich and free. And if you put yourself into that state, there is a high likelihood that you would have received ideas or taken actions that would have created more than enough money for the one payment that's coming at the end of the month. And so it was just becoming really aware of what am I in alignment with? Who is it that I actually want to be? And if I want to be a leader, if I want to be, and I wasn't even thinking of like self-made millionaire or any of that at that point, I was just like, I would like to be able to go to Whole Foods and buy groceries. 
I would like a yearly manicure. I would like, it wasn't big things that I was out of control things I was wanting. I just did not want to be defined any longer by not being able to make purchases. I didn't want to be defined any longer by worrying about money. It just, I had this, it's as if I had this zoomed out perspective of myself and I could see my life and I could see the playfulness and the energy and the delight and the creativity of when I was young. And then that ended the moment that the shadow of, well, now it's time to be an adult and make money was laid over that. And I think that there's so much more that we can be doing to prepare children and teenagers and college students to actually be prepared for the quote real world by empowering them to be able to navigate that transition. And I think so much of what it is, is helping people realize that they have more power than they think they do. That if you do want to be free around money, that option and opportunity is always there no matter what. And to start tuning in on, okay, if I were a naturally rich woman, if I were a naturally wealthy woman, who would I be? How would I carry myself? What does my posture look like? Would I be starting a business if I were going to go take a business loan? How do I carry myself when I walk into that space? And you just start making wealthy decisions. You start carrying the, the energy of someone who is rich, even if there is no money there yet. And I've noticed time and time again that once, once you start doing that, you feel better, you feel lighter, you show up differently, your posture is different, your state's different, the actions you take are different, and all of that compounds to the results. For those listening who don't necessarily understand why that creates a result, can you explain more around the energetics of it or however you describe it? Like, why does that yeah. actually work in terms of attracting money and changing your financial reality? Yeah. And so honestly, to move it out of this idea of like, if we just think abundant thoughts and then money just magically shows up and you'll get your own checks in the mail. I think that we can look at it in more of a just like step-by-step reverse engineering way. If you have someone who let's say they've even gotten to the point where they they do want to start a business and they know deep down that they're called to do that, but they don't have the money in the bank right now. What a lot of people will do is be like, well, it's just not meant to be. Or maybe they do get so bold that they're like, you know what? I, I am going to go look into getting a bank loan because I really do feel called to start this bakery or you know, do my art or whatever it is. Okay. So you think about this person who deep down is afraid. They're afraid it's all going to fall apart. They don't believe it's going to work. They're worried. Their friends and family keep telling them that they need to be more responsible. They need to get a real job. And they're taking that all in. And it's starting to weigh down on their shoulders. Just from the perspective of looking at them, they're going to look shoulders rolled forward, heads going to be a little bit down. They're probably not going to hold your gaze. They're going to be a little bit quieter in the way they speak. They might stumble on their words a little bit more. There's going to be all of these physical things that happen. And so think about that person, even if they get so become so bold to decide, oh, you know what, I am going to go to the bank and I'm going to go in there today and I'm going to apply for the loan. Even though there's obviously specific parameters that loans and such are supposed to be granted through, there's still the loan officer and how they feel about you. And if you show up in there and a little bit of this, like, you don't really feel that you're deserving, you're not dressed in a way that you feel that you deserve it, nothing about your posture or your tone or anything, everything is this meek pulled in energy, it's going to affect the outcome. I think that we can agree for the most part it would. Versus if someone shows up and they're carrying their self with a certain energy 
and you have been able to put yourself in a state where you feel really confident and you trust yourself and you're in this place where it's like, you know what? It's this bank or the next one. I know where I'm going. I'm getting there no matter what. You're so anchored into a state of personal power versus circumstantial power versus I need these circumstances to make me feel good enough. You are anchored into I create that state myself. I think for anyone, you can visualize what it's going to look like for that person who walks in that day to get the bank loan and who gets it and who doesn't. And so it's like, it's not just, we all sit around with our crystals and we think abundance thoughts and then cash falls from the sky. It's not that as much as when you feel differently and think differently, you embody differently your state and your physical state, your walk, everything about you starts to be the type of person who gets a certain response from the world. And some of that is the way that we're born or we're raised or different unique skills that we have in the way that we speak. But majority of it, we actually have the ability to affect and to adjust. So good. I love that example. And I always share my example of being like a serial online dater when I moved to London. And obviously me showing up believing I was meant and worthy of great love affected my scenario. And the more I showed up, you know, positive and excited about what I was doing and less down in the dumps, then I would be like more attractive. And obviously I'd be attracted to someone who showed up in that way as well, who had the belief that this was possible for them. And so I love that you illustrated that because I think so many people do think a lot of the money mindset work in particular is around going to the top of a mountain, just meditating your way to cash and abundance, but it's about how you're showing up the energy and of course the action that you are, aren't taking. Exactly. Yeah. The action is still such a key piece. And honestly, the action is a huge part of being alive. It's not to get away from the action. The action is so much of the joy, like the becoming of who it is that you want to be is such an art and such a joy. And I feel like so many people are sitting around like looking for signs, like, well, if it was supposed to happen, the sign would have showed up. And it's like, no, the signs are just reflections of what energy, actions, beliefs, et cetera, you're putting out there right now. If you want a better sign, shift what's going on here. Do you want to uplevel every area of your life? Do you want to achieve more success, joy, and abundance? If so, head on over to iheartmylife.com slash go and check out everything we have going on to support you in creating a life that's better than your dreams. Before we get to some of the pivots that I know you've been experiencing the last few months and few years, and I'm right Mm -hmm. there with you, I'm curious (laughs) to know... So you're an enigma to me in many ways, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I love that because word, Because we by do the way. life very differently, as you described in the beginning. Like, you're very free. And for a long time, that was really triggering and activating to me. And I recently had a conversation with a friend, um, shout out to Mel Wells, and we were talking about the female archetypes. And we were talking about how oftentimes the archetype that activates or triggers you is basically you suppressing a part of that in yourself, wishing that you could bring it to life, but not necessarily knowing how to do it or recognizing that. And so what I realized in our friendship was I actually had a desire to be more free. I would like to be less scheduled. I would like to not care what people think. I would not like to have to always show up on time, so on and so forth, right? I'd like to do business the way I want to do it instead of having to stick to this strategy. And you've really illustrated that for me over the years in many different ways. So I'm curious to know, of course, you grew up, you know, feeling free on the farm, all the things. 
But how did you start to give yourself permission to really be that free in business, especially when that's not the norm and most people are trying to adhere to what everyone else is doing? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. It's really interesting. I was thinking about this a little bit, I think, before we hopped on, because I know that this is a key part of our relationship is it really highlights what's unique about each of us because we are so different and yet do similar work and have similar desires. And I was teaching a masterclass recently where I didn't expect this, but I ended up teaching on the rebel archetype. And I never taught on this before, but something about that came through. And this idea that there's an empowered version of the rebel archetype and there's a shadow version. And I think that the rebel archetype lives really strongly within me. I've, and I'm sure I get some of it from my mom. She's definitely very rebellious, but I also just think it's, it's part of who I am. And I think that you know, whatever people's beliefs are, I have this belief that we almost design this chart for ourselves before we incarnate, before we were born. And we're like, Ooh, let's put this one in there. And this one, this one, I think that there's this rebellious nature that's naturally within me. And what I love about an empowered rebel is that they are innovators, but I have to really watch the flip side of it, which is the shadow side of the rebel, which is someone who isolates. I tend to be someone that I'm like, I don't even want to be in the room with other people. Like I, I want to just be able to do my own rebellious thing. And it can also lead to this self-sabotage a little bit at times where it's like, you know, even you have all these amazing connections, relationships you, you build. And I'm like, nope, I would like to live in this box and have no one ever speak. To me. Like you're so good at connecting me to people because a lot of times I will just self-isolate. And so I think some of it is it's just naturally who I am in that if I will practice being in the empowered rebel state, it makes me an enigma. It makes me an innovator. I love to test things. I love, I mean, it comes back even to my like anthropology background of like, that was something that was just in me from a really young age of like, I don't actually believe all these rules that everyone is telling me. And I felt like, like, I mean, I'm like a 12, 13 year old who's like, I think I can work this system. I'm pretty sure I can get all the grades and get whatever I want out of this the school system. And here's how I can make it work. Because I just always feel that there's an opportunity to better every situation and every system. And I feel like our society, our academia, so much, it just gets so rigid. And we can go so much further if we will give ourselves the opportunity to at least try things. Like, I just have such a playful energy to me as well. Like, I adore my husband because he is such a playful energy as well. And play and delight is such a core part of our relationship. And I just watch that most people get themselves into a system or a structure. And it's like, well, I found one way to do it. So this is it forever. And I tend to be the type who's like, this way works. Let's go find seven other ways that work now too. And I love to just keep testing and playing. So I think it's this, this mix of rebelliousness, creativity, curiosity. I'm infinitely curious. And I want to understand how everything works all the time. Like if I go into a restaurant, I am sitting there and I'm watching everything and I'm watching what the system is of like how the bartenders interact with the servers. Like I am a puzzle solver. And I think that's part of what makes me so curious, innovative and rebellious as well is I'm always trying to figure out the system and how can we make it even better? Because at the end of the day, I believe like world peace is possible. I believe that abundance for all is possible. I believe that freedom and joy and glee and delight is 
gets to be normal, that we all have gifts that are meant to be out in the world. And I don't think that happens if we keep doing things the same. And so I am obsessed with creativity and innovation and doing it in a fun way. And I think you've also developed a level of trust with yourself that most people don't have uh, because it does take guts and trust to try things in a different way. And so I'm curious to know, what is your barometer for knowing you're right on the right path? Is it feeling good or is it not being attached to the right path and just playing? Like, how do you know that something is aligned? With alignment, it goes back to what's the outcome that I desire and is this what I would be doing if I knew that thing was guaranteed? Like, that's how I think about alignment more than anything. And I do believe that there's some part of me that always had that. I think it got lost for a while and I think I got distracted by what other people were doing. But I found the more that I keep my word with myself, the more that I have that inner trust. And so when I tell myself I'm going to do something, I do it. And I, I always have my taking care of yourself. Like you learn to trust yourself. And I think so many people do not keep their word with themselves and they don't trust themselves. And so then their word doesn't mean anything to anyone else either, which is bad for business and bad for so many other areas. There's this feeling deep down that I don't think I can do it wrong. Like I'm not afraid that I'm going to screw it up. Like all, all paths work. Everything's always adding up. It's always happening in my favor. It's, if it's not this, then this is guiding me to what the next step is. And I think it's just having a bigger vision around all of it, a bigger view of all of it that I never see is like, if this one thing doesn't work out right, it's all going to collapse. It's always, there's a much bigger view of it, which just makes it feel safe to play. I really just don't think I can screw it up. And I don't think anyone can. I think we're all just on this path where we're trying things out and learning. And I think the more we will give ourselves permission to get clear on what we actually desire rather than chasing someone else's path, how we want to do life deep down is what is meant for us. But oftentimes we won't allow ourselves to do it. And the more that we can start to cultivate that relationship with ourselves, start to notice what we actually desire, start to give ourselves permission to try it out and to trust. It is a practice, but it becomes something where you're so free when you're no longer sitting around worrying about what other people think, or is this going to work? You just get to live in this freedom of what life actually is. It's this incredibly beautiful experience, even when you're just sitting on your front step with little to no money, feet in the grass, soaking up the sun. Like that's one of the most rich experiences that you can have. And the more that you can be present in that and start to align with money, with wealth, with whatever it is that you desire to be, it will come. But you can feel free now in the process. So good. Yeah, there's a quote in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill where he talks about how the most successful people make decisions quickly. And I think that that's great, but I think there's another piece of it. I think it's they're always making decisions and just moving forward. And sometimes, like you said, it's leading us to something else. Sometimes it is the thing. But like that's what you do. You just keep moving forward. And if you have the belief that you're never going to mess it up, of course, you're going to take more action. Of course, you're going to show up more. Of course, you're going to take more risks, so to speak. And I remember you've, you know, you've said that to me many times. Like if you believed you couldn't mess this up, what would be the next aligned action? And I think that's such a beautiful reminder for people of how often we're in our heads and we're not dropped in to what feels good and what we feel like the next step is. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the, that prompt, I use it in my, with my clients. I use it in my business all the time and you can use it for any area and just adjust the business word. But it's like, if I had complete permission to create and run my business exactly how I wanted to, and I knew it would work, what would I actually be doing? And that goes for every area. I mean, that's exactly how I use that with relationship. I use that with body, like, because this kind of goes to energetics again as well, but like, it makes no sense for using body as an example. If what I want is my most fit, alive, juicy, vibrant, turned on, beautiful body, you feel an energy and excitement, a playfulness, a joy around that. And yet we think the way to get there is, well, just don't eat, restrict. You get to have two shakes a day and it's this restrictive, forced, depletion, lack feeling. Why on earth do we think that an energy that's completely separate from the one that we want is gonna get us to where we want to go. And I see people do this in business all the time too. They're like, I want a business. It feels free. There's lots of money. I love my clients. I do incredible work. And the way to get there is to use strategies. I absolutely hate that go against everything that I feel like I am selling in a fearful, needy way and go like, there's such a disconnect here. And it's insanity to me that we are taught to get an outcome that doesn't match the actions you're taking. It's completely out of alignment and going back to alignment being what is the outcome you desire? And if you knew that was guaranteed, who would you be? How would you show up? What actions would you take? You become that version. And the becoming is the whole joyful part. We think it's when we get there, we feel free. Becoming who we want to be, whether it's the fittest version or the wealthiest version or the most confident, the becoming is the whole point. Once you get there, the results just naturally follow but you feel so free and joyful because you are who it is you wanted to be. Yeah. I love that. So I've recently shared um, over the last few years, actually, some of my own journey of pivoting in particular, a moment where I woke up on new year's day and I felt really out of breath and really just out of alignment and, or at least not aligned with the thing that I wanted. And you got a front row seat to that. Lucky you. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so you're the friend that I mention in many of the um, versions, not versions, but some of the places I share this story where you were kind enough, you know, to spend a couple hours talking to me about what I wanted to do. And I yeah. remember you asked me, you know, what are the next steps? What is it that you actually want to do? And I said, I want to shut yeah. everything down. And yeah. so I'm curious to know, and, and I'll circle back to your pivot as well, but I'm curious to know as a friend in that moment, what were your thoughts around that? And what was your feeling towards what was coming up for me? Because I know there's a lot of people in that place who feel Mm -hmm. stuck. They feel lost. They feel like they're not happy. What do you see as was actually going on there? I think that for a while it hadn't felt like it was the direction you wanted to go anymore. Are you talking about your specific situation and kind of where? Yeah. 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 I think that it had, I think you had created something incredible and you had done it with a speed and a power that most people, majority of people on the planet have never done. And I mean, I didn't even create mine in this, in the speed and everything that you did. There was something incredible about the way you did it. But sometimes the issue is when success comes that we then think that this is the only way. And so then it boxes us in to think, well, this is it. And so any pivot, any redirection makes us feel like we're killing this thing that we've created. And it was such a blessing And a miracle that the thing happened in the first place that we're like, we're afraid to let that thing go. And so I think for some time you wanted more freedom, um, that there was a deeper level of work, a bigger impact, a bigger reach that you were craving. And yet it was 
the way the business was set up, it could only come through this pathway. It could only come through women who were working on a business doing this, this, and this. And something in you deep down was like rebelling against that big time. But you're so strong that you were able to keep pushing that down and just keep taking the next step forward on what you saw was a great business because it is a great business. But that doesn't matter if at the end of the day, it's limiting the full expression of your soul. And so it's like, when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, no, this all makes sense. Like, it's not going to be fun. And probably it all just needs to be shut down. And it needs to be like, what's, what's the quickest way that we can pivot on this? Because otherwise, and I've done this so many times myself, it's like, this style of business isn't working anymore. That's okay. I'm just going to keep pushing through. I'll find a way to make it something I love. And then what happens is for me, at least is like, my income kept dropping and the results kept dropping because deep down, I don't want any part of this. And also it's a gift from life itself because if it kept working, we would probably just keep doing it. And so it's like when we don't follow through with what we're hearing from within, I tend to find it stagnates everything else until it finally gets our attention. And we're like, yeah, this has to shift. So I think it was a really frustrating but natural evolution for you to have to go through because we all do it in one way or another. Yeah, thank you for describing that. And um, obviously, you know, I always love your perspective. Everyone needs a jest in their life. Um, but I love what you just said around, you know, life was showing you the next steps and life was doing it. And I remember you said to me many times, what if it wasn't supposed to work out until now? Like, what if, the, you know, there's a reason why this thing hasn't happened yet because the next thing is supposed to happen. And so I always just love your perspective. And I think that's so helpful for people to hear, you know, how you think about things because it is very different to the rest of the world. And we do many times have a level of strength where we're pushing away the desire or we're so tunnel visioned in that this is how it's always happened and worked. And so I have to keep doing it that we can't see the full perspective. And that's why I always love our conversations and having you as a friend because you're always like, well, it can work any way you want. <laughs> you know, you can make this happen however you desire. So good. hundred percent. Yeah. And I actually just think even the conversation that we're having here, that's what's leading to my pivot, I think, because for so long, I was so passionate about helping like new entrepreneurs and people who want to get online and all this sort of thing. But I'm noticing that these higher level conversations, and when I say higher level, I mean, people who have been on this journey of mindset or business or whatever for some time, that there's not a lot of conversations around that. Like what happens when you do create immense success and then deep down, you know, this is not right. And I feel like the only like examples we're given is you either stick with it forever and you create adrenal fatigue and then you like lose everyone who's important in your life, or you bail completely, burn it all to the ground, have six children and like some chickens and you live on a farm. Like there's no in between, like what actually happens in the evolution of being an ambitious woman? What actually happens in the evolution of being an ever-expanding soul? And so it's like those conversations are so much more interesting because we're only taught the like fairy tale version of, I had a dream, I went through the struggle, and then I succeeded happily ever after. And there's so much more that happens after that that I think needs to be brought more to the forefront in all conversations, but especially in the co coaching industry, the online world, and just ambitious souls, creative souls in general. And what has your evolution looked like over the past few years? And what are you excited about now today? Yeah. 
I mean, so last year felt very tumultuous. And and, and no, we were both going through our own version of that at the same time. Because so I started my brand to living free back in 2014. And about seven years in, so what is that, 21? Yeah. About seven years in, I felt like it had hit that seven-year cycle of like, this kind of feels complete. I've created like 20 plus courses and programs and I've, but I didn't know what on earth to do with that then. It's like, well, this is literally where all of our cash flow comes from. And this is literally the thing that makes me excited every single day. And I'm a total introvert. So where my social life is, is in my business. If I close this thing down, like where does all this go? And so last year was this crazy year where I felt like, felt like I tried on multiple business models and trying things out and luckily had the confidence or trust in myself to actually let myself try them on because it could have taken a decade to try, get rid of, try, get rid of all the pieces that I did last year. But I feel like it's really led me to this new spot where even at the beginning of the last year, I knew this mystic unleashed work is what I was feeling really called to do. This, this evolved next level of being a soul who is in a state of continual mastery, evolution, and growth over a lifetime. And being able to speak to that in a bigger way, because I suddenly have been able to see all the ways that I was still playing in true traditional paradigms around business of like, you must launch in this way and you do a program that's this long and you use fear and need in order to get people to purchase. And I just decided to elevate past all of it. I stopped opening and closing programs. Everything's open all the time. I stopped having any form of like, hurry, you must buy now or else. Buy in the timeline and the speed that feels good to you. I just shifted everything and I took my 22 courses and programs and I put them into a vault and I moved forward. Like they're there. Someone wants them fabulous. Like they're included with some of my stuff, but I'm more so focused now on like speaking to a whole other level of conversation. What does it look like to be a leader who leads other leaders? What does it look like to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder power, personal power, speaking to personal power with other people? What if we moved out of the power games where we have to either put ourselves on a pedestal and talk down to people, or we have to like follow people because we believe that they're perfect, which is never going to work out. What does it look like to approach money and approach wealth in a way that we believe that there's more than enough for all and that we can create, hold, spend, save, et cetera, in the ways that feel true to us and trust that. I just feel like there's a whole other conversation that I'm wanting to have. And my, I now look at last year was building a foundation. I mean, we'd moved to a new location. We had a new home. We had to get all these foundations in place. And this year for me is really about building the empire. The empire, yes, in business and finances, but this is also being an empire builder in my relationship, a warrior in my body, a, the empire in terms of the treasury with my finances. Like this is an elevated conversation, an elevated phase. And it's so fun to watch as the people that I get to work with are so excited to get to step into that because they were done with the old paradigm as well. And the last thing I'll say is like, what I love about it is we don't have to tear down an old paradigm in order to create a new one. We can let all traditional business, all of that can stay. People can run their businesses however they want. There is freedom then also to start new conversations and go in new directions. And there will always be people who want to work or play in that way with you.
I think that's so good how you said they were done with the old paradigm as well, because there are people, like you said, who will buy the the things that exist. And there are people who are so ready for that next level and will be excited to elevate alongside of you in whatever way that looks like. It's really moving out of need and into desire. It's like, what if we just allow ourselves to desire and allow that to be enough? And were there any mindset shifts that life required of you in order to step into this next iteration of you and the business and the work? It's continual right now. It's continual. Like I, it, every single day am working in my own way, studying, being around my own mentors, all of that, which is the first time I'd done that in about five years. I just hadn't come across anything that really inspired me in some time. And it was those, so often we have to just be the pioneer ourselves. We have to innovate ourselves. And so it's like, I just hit this point where I was tired of even the like subconscious anxiety, the underlying surface fear, the worry, the whatever. I just had this moment of there has to be a way to move further past a lot of this and to really feel free. And so it feels like all of that work where I felt uncomfortable in groups or I felt uncomfortable fully being seen or I didn't want things to get too big because I was afraid like the droves with their torches would come take me down or whatever, just building a whole new level of personal power and staying so aware of the things that trigger me. And instead of pushing them away, sitting with them and healing them and moving through them, it has been so much of it right now. Like letting myself be really successful, let myself be really wealthy. Don't let myself be in situations with clients where they look up to me and I'm like their teacher or their guru. Like, no, no, no. We are equal, equal power, but different. We each have our areas that we can lead from and it's just opened up this new level of freedom for me and of power. I feel very powerful, but not in a way that needs to control others in a way that I can lead leaders. Mm, that's a beautiful distinction. Well, I'm so excited to see this next chapter unfold. And so I know before we get to the last question, I know people are wondering where they can find you. So can you give us all that info? Yeah. So the easiest places at this point are on Instagram. You can look up my name, which is Jessica Caver Lindholm, which I'm sure you'll link to because it is a mouthful. <laughs> That's a good place to find me. I also have a free community on Facebook called The Mystic Unleashed, where I'm doing weekly shows, weekly live shows. I just released my book last year, The Mystic Unleashed. So I'm super excited about that. It's available on Amazon and Kindle, all the good places. And those are probably the easiest ways. I have a website as well. I have the Two Living Free website, but it's in, I'm in, it's beautiful. You can go check it out. There's tons of resources there. But I will say that I'm in such a space of transition myself that the areas that I feel most alive are I've taken over my Instagram after having my amazing team run it for years. So it's all me, all my fresh content. And that group and that community is where I've really shifted things. And you're going to be inside our community, the I Heart My Life membership coming up. So if people are interested in learning more from you, that's definitely another space they can join and be a part of. So the question we always ask people on this show is what is one way that people can far exceed their wildest expectations and create a life that's better than their dreams? The first thing that came to mind is just not limiting yourself, really continuing to come back to being the dreamer, being the rebel, being the innovator. And it doesn't have to be from a space of how do I change everything, but it can just be from a space of like, what if this could be even better? What if this could be even more expansive? 
could this feel even freer or more me? Like, I love the question of what would it look like to be even more me? What would it look like to let more of me out in this situation? And I think the more that we can realize that everything that we need is already inside of us. I was doing a visualization yesterday where I was seeing myself in two years, five years, 10 years, like down the road, and you're able to just connect with that future version of you and and get any advice that they might have. And the message I got over and over again is just, you're, you're already it. It's already in you. And I know that that's true for every single person. That if you will let yourself be guided by the vision of who you actually are and what's possible, there is no limit to what you can create and experience. And it's being able to hold this beautiful state of unlimited desire. Not I have to have the thing or else or I don't feel good enough. It's desire of what's possible while also holding the gratitude for what is. And the more that we can hold the duality of those two at the same time, there is a pure magic that comes through that that really makes us limitless. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so grateful for this conversation and obviously our friendship all these years. And I know people are just going to be eating up all of this wisdom. It's such a fresh, doesn't do it justice, but it's such a fresh, unique perspective that we need more of in the world. And so I'm grateful that you're stepping into the next level, sharing it in an even greater way, reaching more people. And like I said, I just can't wait to see what's next for you in this beautiful next chapter. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you as well. Just a quick note to let you know that Jess is going to be one of the incredible guest trainers in our I Heart My Life membership. So if you are interested in up-leveling your life in every way and learning more about her methodology and teachings, as well as being surrounded by an incredible community of like-minded, ambitious women, definitely dive in. So join the waiting list now or join the program once it's open by going to iheartmylife.com slash membership. We'll see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I hurt my life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action and believing in your dreams.